All right, today I wanted to talk about, uh, and I've got shorts on, it's, scal it's scaldingly hot here in, uh, I'm in Florida, South Florida. And uh, so I'm gonna be comfortable today. Um, I am every day, I don't care that much. Um, but anyway, I was gonna talk about, or I am gonna talk about practice building, but a little bit different style of practice building, if you will, you know, because, you know, those of us who've been doing this a while, I look around, you know, Lynn and, and Janice and Billy, um, things, people have been doing this for quite a while. You know, we've seen, if you're gonna build a practice, we've seen how everything has shifted, right? You know, you see the different, the shifts that happen in, um, in, you know, in our practice, when I got started in the late 80s, and in fact, the reason I got started was the person we were talking about who recently passed away, Elsa Meldridge. Um, there was a two-day hypnosis training that the Guild did. When they first got started, it was a two-day hypnosis training, right? Uh, eight, eight hours a day, actually about four, because it was, it was put on by a showman. It was a great show. I will... I will say that the guy put it on was uh, Elsom was running the seminars and the guy doing the, the training was a guy named uh, Steve Lavelle. Don't know whatever happened to him. His wife is around, ex-wife is around. Um, and it was a good show and he got people into hypnosis and then they upsold some like a home study course um, and people got put in the guild. That's how the guild got, got started. But on Saturday night uh, of that, of that thing, um, they would do, Elson would come back, say, if you want to come back, he's going to do a two-hour, seven to nine, it really went on to about 10, practice building, or how to build, how to, a hypnosis business, right? Hypnosis business in a box. Somewhere, I still have the binders I got from that training, right? And it was really pretty good, because, you know, I, I was now calling drug counselor, going back, I was getting ready to go back to school for a psych degree. So, yeah, I worked in, you know, alcohol and drug treatment center, well, basically detox centers back then. So yeah, the, the idea of stepping out and starting a practice or starting a business was foreign, right? So it was kind of interesting. He, he kind of, you know, outlined how to run a business. And of course, this goes back, you know, 30 something years, but everything keeps changing, you know. <clears throat> um, so when you talk about practice building, what I'm going to do is break it up into two two distinct things that I, that I think are important. Number one is the mental strategy you need if you're going to run one. What's the overall strategy? How, how are you thinking about it? And then the tactics you're going to do to do it. Now, the tactics keep changing. When I first started, it was, it was print ads, print ads and radio. That's basically, and then mailers. And by the way, mailers are making a comeback, by the way. The researchers are starting to say, you know, Mailers are making a comeback. The price has dropped. Uh, people respond to them. You know, uh, so it's not necessarily dead. It depends where you're at, right? But it was like, you know, it was print media, newspapers, things like that. Uh, and that worked up until, I would say, mid-2008, nine, somewhere in there. It really started to change, at least, you know. And I was in Florida where I... My practice went on, the, the print ads worked a little longer than in other parts of the country because he had an older, older clientele that read the newspaper. In fact, um, uh, Scott McFall's wife, and her name just Heather, she's, she's got a booming practice up by, uh, uh, not Lando Lakes, what's it called? 
it's where everybody goes to die in Florida. Um, uh, the villages. <laughs> I don't hide my disdain, right? But anyway, because they read the newspaper, she's running newspaper ads and doing direct mail, just like we do like in the 90s or 2000s. It's working like gold. Uh, and it makes sense when she was explaining it at this conference. I'm like, yeah, it makes total sense where you're at. You know, you're by the villages, which is what, uh, 50,000 full-time residents over the age of 65 in that little uh, place. So it could still work, you know, and it depends where you're at. I still think like there's parts of Florida uh, and other parts of the country where print ads work if they're done right. So that's a tactic, right? Or how you do radio. Uh, there's a guy who did all these stop smoking seminars uh, that would do the print ads. You know, at one point doing a stop smoking. So I got in at the tail end. I wish I had got in earlier. Um, as Bob Otto would say, it was like printing money. He could run a $500 ad in the newspaper, get a room for $250, charge $40 a person, put 400 people in the room. Okay? And then that's not counting upsells of selling, started with cassette tapes, then went to, you know, uh, CDs, but you know, it was like printing money. And, uh, and so anyway, but then that started to change. There's a guy now he's still doing pretty well with doing stop smoking seminars, but he's transitioned to internet marketing and radio ads and it works, but those are tactics. And there's a lot of people that can teach you the tactics of, you know, how are you going to do your social media? Um, you know, how you're going to do, you know, if you're going to do and which social media, you know, are you going to take a broad-based broad approach? I'm, I'm taking a class on that where you can, like, basically repurpose your videos. You make one video that you could put into, you know, your Instagram and your TikTok and, and all that. You know, rather than trying to duplicate everything, make one and you just, and it's a lot easier than you think it is, right? Or at least I, once they start pointing it out, you just, just got to know a few things. And this is the tactics, right? Uh, but what is the strategies that you're going to have going into the practice, right? That's remained the same since I, I got involved, right? How are you strategically thinking about your practice? What kind of practice do you want to run? You know, uh, and, and that has started to change in the fact that we're much more segregated in our thinking if you want to well if you are because of the internet uh you know do you want to totally niche your market are you going to focus on one thing or you want to be a generalist right if you're running i'd say and from what i've talked to a lot of people i i don't have a brick and mortar building right now i use a, a, doc, a friend of mine who's a doctor when i people want to see me live uh, brick and mortar is a little bit more, you're probably going to be more of a generalist. You know, you do smoking, weight loss, just because it's, it's this way. If you're going to an online practice, right, it's, it's, it's it seems to be better to be very narrowly focused. Right? Because at least I found, even if like, I'm going back into really focusing on addictions, uh, it's primarily alcohol. I just did a post, you know, drunk, fat, and stupid is how they want you. Uh, and uh, I, I love that comment. Yeah. I, I stole it from Animal House where they said, you know, where the dean tells uh, John Belushi, drunk, fat, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Right? But that's what they're, in my opinion, that's what's going on. Drinking's up over 30%. Binge drinking, 
which is described as, uh, you know, drinking uh, more than four, a few drinks at one sitting or there's a, so many drinks in a week have gone up over 30%. Over, and then binge drinking over the age of like late 20s. Because okay. binge drinking is generally a younger, you know, teenage, early, early, early 20s, you know, guys and girls in college or the military are just starting out. That's more of a binge drinking where it's just part of the thing going on, but it's increasing in age. Binge drinking among people in their 30s and 40s, even their 50s. And now we're seeing it in Florida. Uh, so anyway, you know, so that's a very niche market. And if, if I'm pushing for that, right, of course, it's going to get a little bit easier exposure if you go down a niche market, if, you know, because you're not trying to pitch to everybody. But you'll still get calls for other things. You know, you, you, or people will reach out with, well, I saw you can help. Somebody just did that last week. Uh, it didn't work out. But they're like, well, I see you work with people with alcohol and drug stuff. You do help people lose weight. You know? And, and so I went, yeah, sure. It's, except I, I kind of use the addiction model for food. That's just what it was. But anyway, so, you know, do you want a niche, right? you want a niche so you want to strategically think about your what you want to do with your practice you know because our field is flooded with internet marketers now people that are great internet marketers trying to parse my language here um but they really have no hypnosis skills. They're just internet marketers. You know, it's like, I'll show you how to get big ticket clients, you know, a $10,000 a month client. And I'm sitting there going, what kind of client is this? Okay, that, if that's business, that makes sense. But, you know, it, anyway, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, I'll show you how to do that. Of course, my first response, if it's that easy, you get a $10,000 client, why do you want to teach me? Just go get another couple of $10,000 clients, right? But I think that, or the one, I love the one on Facebook. I'm a I'm a high paid or high ticket coach, and I don't post on social media. And it's an ad on Facebook. And I I'm a linguistic. I'm a neurolinguistic. I understand parsing the language. It's not a post. She's not posting. It's a sponsored ad, but it's on Facebook, right? So it's it's kind of interesting again. But that's the tactics, right? Whether you're going to use social media, you know, which one or all of them, you know. And all that information's out there. I would say the interesting thing we have going on is the tactic side, right? Tactic, right? A lot of the tactics on building this stuff, that information I think is easy to get. Okay, it's it's a lot of it's free. I mean, if you if you look, people will give you the teaser, but sometimes in the teaser is a lot of information that you need. You know, there's one person in this little, it's a 30 minute webinar to get you, he, he breaks down, it's a webinar to get you to sign up for his coaching services uh, for marketing, but he breaks down, you know, what each, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and as he says, the one that really wastes your money is LinkedIn, right? But, you know, which, you know, 
the kind of demographics each one of those targets has, right? And if you're going to post all of them, you need a general one that needs to be very specific to a niche, right? And, you know, what works on one may not work on it. He breaks it down quite well. That's all I'm saying. You know, for a lot of people, that's the information that they really need, you know? And where do you want to put your focus, you know? Uh, yeah, like mine is Facebook, basically, and Instagram. I throw it up on TikTok, and I might put it on LinkedIn or the, or the ship that's sinking, Twitter, Right. Right. Uh, but yeah, so but that information, some of the tactics you can get, how to run an ad, how to do this, some of that you can get, you know. But what is the yeah, again, the strategic, right? What's the mindset? Right? What's the mindset? Right? So of, of what you want to build. First of all, do you even know what kind of practice you Do you even know what, what specific type of practice do you want? You know, um, you know, and then you you need to figure this out first, right? And then begin to you know reverse engineer it. The way the easiest way to reverse engineer it is use the use the thing from uh, uh, they call it strategic. Dan 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 Sullivan talks about it. Um, when it's basically you need to 10x how you think, you know, which gets you into the right mindset. And what what they would say, and this is what I've been doing for a while, what I try to help people with is say, you know, picture a, a 12 to 36 months seems to be the magic number, you know, 12 to 36 months in the future, and you're doing what you want to do, right? You've built the practice you want to build. Right. And then whatever you think it is, make it bigger. Right. Right. He's got a good book out, Dan Sullivan, called, you know, 10x is easier than 2x. It's easier to exponentially grow a business than it is to just incrementally grow a business. Right. And even businesses that are that are established, they'll hit those exponential growth points when they break out of the box. Right? He he talked about like, you know, Apple. Right, they were a, they were a nice little computer company until they became the biggest uh, music seller in the world. Right, that was 10x thinking. They created a whole business behind it. Right, and all he did was look at the bit. You know, people want to buy. Everybody here can relate to this. You hear a song on the radio, maybe not even serious, right? And you go, "I like this song. I want this song." What did we have to do 20, 25 years ago? You had to go on you know, to a record store, you know, or the store, and you had to buy the whole goddamn album, right? Yeah, you wanted one song on that, but you had to buy this whole album, right? And so you ended up paying 20, even back then, you know, 15, 20 bucks for the one album. So Steve Jobs reverse engineered it. He went out here, he thought about what it well, what do people really want in the future? They want to be able to buy the one song they want. Right? So he built a platform where you could buy one song. All right? And I remember when it first came out, it's like people were, the artists were complaining. Right? Mm -hmm. But then the artists that made a fortune and, and are good at it said, well, the difference is that, that means you need to make a bunch of really good songs. 
you can't make one good song and eight crappy songs, you know, and sell out. You need to be more, more like, whether you like or not, like Taylor Swift, right? Lady Gaga, some of the, you know, some of the people like that. So, you know, he went in the future, pictured what he wanted, you know, and, and what the clients would want. This is the missing ingredient, kind of clients you're working with and what they want. And then you reverse engineer it. You know, you know, you reverse engineer it to what steps can you take to get there, right? And then the real key to doing all this is that 80-20 rule, right? 80-20, you know, seems to hold true for a lot of things. You get 80% of your, um, in the business world, they'd say you get 80% of your income for 20% of your clients. You hear stuff like that. 80% of the results you get is from 20% of the things you do. And what he says is if you're going to get here, right, one of the things you have to reverse engineer as you look back on today is start doing the 20%. Because, and I'm guilty of this, I think we all are. We stay busy, but not productive. Right? And he would say, and I would agree with this, I heard it long before I, I ran into his thinking, which is if, like this. This guy here, here's you today, you're starting to plan this. You need to outline three to four things, no more than that. Actually, three is the, is the sweet spot, maybe down to two. Actions you can take to build toward the future you want, right? So, you know, the people, you know, creating a to-do list with 25 things, you're never going to do them anyway. And you're putting things on your to-do list that you don't really have to, you know you're going to do. You have to, you got to feed the dog. Would that, why would that be on the to-do list? You know, the dog will let me know, right? In my case, working out. I don't have to put that on my to-do list. If I was trying to develop the habit, I need to put it on my list, right? Does that make sense to everybody? It's like, because it's easy to put a lot of shit on there and then click it off at night, you know, because, yeah, I did that, but... I was going to do that regardless. Did I do the two or three things, you know, that I needed to do that, that would really move my business forward? Make the posts, right? Uh, a video, po a couple of video posts, and a, maybe a written post. Okay? And if you're building your business and you're not going to run ads yet, of course, uh, the great thing we have right now is... Um, You can, act, you can leverage social media by doing your posts, right? And again, that's a tactic. You go over here, you're posting a lot. And I just got one and said, one of my reels on my Dr. Will Horton page, my professional page, got like, I should track this better. I'm yelling at myself because I don't do this. It got like 1,100 views in, a few, in two days. That's really good numbers. I should have been on top of it and turned it into an ad right away, right? Just, and all you have, or boost it. If you don't want to turn it into an ad, just go in and say, boost this and spend $10. And it'll go from 1100 probably to about four or 5,000, huh. right? Which puts you in the, and I'm behind this. I'm yelling at myself as I'm teaching this, right? Uh, but it's like, it, yeah, and that, that's a tactic, right? And it's, it's very low cost, right? Especially if you're starting out, right? So what are the two or three things that you can do that, that will really move your business forward, right? As our dear friend, uh, 
Brian Tracy would call it, you know, you got to eat the frog first thing in the morning, right? What is the thing you don't want to do that would move your business forward? You know, uh, is it make a, make, a, make a post since we're in internet society? Is it make a video post or an audio post, right? Is it just uh, uh, a video post or a written post? You know, where are you going to post it? How are you going to post it? Things like that, you know? Uh, and that would begin to move your business forward. And that's strategic thinking. Where do I want to be in 12 to 36 months? You know, and then you want to get like specific numbers because it seems to work with that. Like, I think I just did this one. Um, I think my YouTube channel has uh, like 2,400 followers. In, in 12 months, I would like 10,000. Right? And I forget what my Instagram is. It's around 2,000. I think it's about 2,000. Same thing. I'd like about 10. Right? And again, you're letting go of some of the how. Right? It's not incremental double the work every day, the, the 2x thinking. You're going here, which frees up your mind to find different ways to get there. Right? Finds different ways to get there. To do the Steve Jobs where he came up with the idea of taking Apple into the um, music business. But then he had to develop, he had to have his team, to, we don't have teams yet, but then he had to have his team develop the iPod, which wasn't around. And then from the iPod, he leaked out and goes, well, now we need a, why not? What would it be like if you had a the ability to, Put the iPod on your phone. That was actually a simple thinking. He wanted the iPhone, iPhone, or before they, you know, the phone. What if your phone? Remember the flip tops we used to have. What if that could carry your music? And then it just kept building out from there. You know, that's 10x thinking, right? But we've been trained in the educational system to uh, to do 2x thinking. You know, work harder. I'm going to grind, grind, grind. And when I say 10x thinking, that's not Greg, Grant Cardone, who I respect immensely. That's his double your work. You know, double your work. The Elon Musk, when he told people, if you want to get ahead, you need to work 70, 80 hours a week. You know, da, 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 be in the office early, stay late. This is how you get ahead. And I want to add, this is how you pay for my rocket ship. You know, uh, uh, yeah, and be in the office, and then, you know, we're going to get rid of all the, like, remote workers. And as his ex-CEO said, one of his ex-vice presidents, that's kind of cool coming from a guy we never saw in the office. You know, and again, I mean, it just it's just what it is, right? Uh, but yeah, so what's 10x thinking? Go out here. Where do you want to be in 12 to 36 months? Don't worry about how you're going to get there. Just picture the end result, the kind of clients you're going to have, the kind of clientele, you know. And so one way to do that is what are your followers, if, if we're going to do it on social media, which probably you're going to have to, is, you know, where are you at in your followers now? And which, whether it's Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, whatever it is. And then what's your target in 12 to 36 months would be, mine would be about a year. I'd like to be there in a year. You know, sounds like a lot, but all it takes is one or two to go viral. And then it'll, you know, and who knows what, 
I hope it's not falling off a treadmill and my pants falling off like that lady that just got 4 million views. But if it would get me 4 million followers, you know, yeah, I, I, would, I would happily take one for the team. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, you know, so it's 10x thinking. So that's what I help people with if people, is the strategic mindset because the tactics keep changing, first of all. And if you're a true, expert in like the, how to do Facebook marketing, you know, which, or Instagram, that's pretty, that's, you know, that's like being a heart surgeon as opposed to a, you know, general practitioner. Each one has its own thing and it keeps changing. But I still say a lot of your tactical stuff you can find, right? If you get this part done, again, if you're leaving it open of how it's going to happen, then you'll find the the, the tactic that may work for you the best. So that's my little thing on practice building. You know, if you know the strategic part versus the tactical part, and where 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 are you at right now? And what you know, because um, uh, I just recommended a couple of people to to sit through a training. It's free, right? Or at least the first part's free. So I said, well, sit through. I did. I sat through it. See if you like it. And, you know, it, it's working for her. Um, that's why she's not here today. She's doing the, she's doing the, 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 the part of the five-day free training, right? And, um, and so part of the last thing about 10X thinking is you, the other thing to get there, you've got to go all in, right? To use the Steve, to close with the Steve Jobs analogy, when he first started doing this, if I remember right, there was a somewhat of a revolt of his upper management. You know, you're going to take our computer company, right? In what? Right? When his partner didn't like it, I remember that. He was, but it turned out, you know, made him from a small billionaire to, you know, whatever, uh, whatever. He's still alive. I forget his name. Wozniak, right? It's like, you know, but um, so you, you know, it, it, it's, um, you, when you get to that kind of thing, you're going to get some pushback, right? And it's 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 interesting. So yeah, 10x thinking is also going all in. You know, when Steve Jobs did it with Apple, he leveraged the whole company to do this stuff, right? You know, because he had to have enough leverage when he went to some of the big producers of music, the the, the music musicians, you know, and he had to have a uh, had to have the leverage to, you know, tell Mick Jagger and some of these people, this is what we're going to do. And you either get on the train with us or good luck, you know, but in a few years, there'll be no, and he predicted it back in the nineties, there'll be, or whenever iPod got started early two thousands. Yeah. It's now it seems like it's been with us forever, but it's not that long, but he predicted there'll be no CDs, you know, rare, it'll be rare, you know? And so, you know, you can make the 99, well, it was 99 cents a song. I think the artist, and actually they broke out, you'd make more money long-term. Yeah. So kind of interesting. Let me turn off my... Does that make sense to everybody? Diamond Dealers in the house. Caroline. Captain Billy's on the bridge.
I don't know Mike well enough to come up with a inappropriate uh, response, but you know. Janice is chasing dogs in New York City. Carolyn still wants to get on horses. That's true too. I <laughs> We're horse people. It's Caroline. So is Bruce in a different way. So. Going riding tomorrow, Will. Oh, yeah. where, where at? At a ranch up the road here. I, uh, Icelandic horses. Oh, okay. And are you going to ask for a real horse or a trail horse? No, nope, real horse. Just I used to ride. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to take riding lessons. I have a very funny story someday when I see you in person. <laughs> That's a deal. I did a post. I got to post it later today. I did a video at the horse last night. And it was the one on like, yeah, keep the something about. Um, I always keep the stall clean daily. That way the shit don't build up. Love oh, that. It's a classic. Because yep. those of us that say, you know, you get busy, you don't clean the stall for a couple of days. It's it's not pleasant when you go. In. <laughs> I can't. Then you got to clean the horse when they roll in it. You got the yeah. point to speed up and just in time for me to fall off on the one one fresh cow pie in the whole pack. <laughs> so that I just said it wasn't for me. <laughs> Fair enough. So does that make sense about the strategic versus the tactical? Yeah. And the yeah. tactics keep changing. Like our friend Diamond Diamond Diller there, uh, he's becoming a mastro at like Instagram and, and TikTok and and that so it and it keeps changing, you know, what works, what doesn't work, it's it's always in flux. Correct, Mr. Diamond Diller. Correct. And I use Chat GPT quite a bit to really write posts where I could give it, you know, going, I'm going after positivity. Or I mean, um, you know, in fact, I just before this class started, um, I have a new shirt out with a Hamsa design and a rainbow flag. So I just went through ChatGPT from Facebook to write Facebook ads. And you just write different prompts in different ways. And it just spits out stuff that you go, I like this from A, this from B. And, you know, it. I think the most important thing that it does is it gets over my block and it's like, I don't have to worry about what I'm writing so much. And it just, I guess it re releases anxiety for, I'm not quite sure how to term it, but it releases like inner anxiety. And right sometimes, it give, sometimes it gives you such a good ad, you don't have to do anything. Right. I mean, it's like just throwing a couple of our magic words and it's good to go. Yeah. So, so I'm a little confused about that. So you go to chat GPT. That's right. the one you use because I've been looking at all kinds of ones, you know, different ones. And it's so chat GPT is the one and you just say, I want to write an ad. How do you get it to write the ad as opposed to we a should, paragraph? Next week, there'll be a class. Okay. <laughs> that would be so. one I could upsell a longer class because it's all about the prompts. Okay. As, Correct. As, I would appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, like. And that damn thing learns quick, you know. And Skynet is real, you know. So 
let's make let's have fun while we're here before it realizes humans are redundant on this planet. Yeah. You know, well, I was talking in my class about this last night. I started experimenting with AI and, uh, you know, are, is AI going to, people want to know, is it going to take our place? Is it going to write scripts and people can do their own therapy, hyp hypnotherapy? And that's not the case. But I went to, uh, there's an app called Nova. I think it's Nova. Yeah, it's Nova. And it's not free. It's about $40, $50 a year. You go on that site and like Bruce said, it doesn't replace you, but it helps you to, it, it sets your own creativity free. It starts spilling out all these ideas. If you tell it to write a script, and like you said, uh, well, it all depends on how you phrase the question. And I was playing with it and I would say, write a hypnosis script for this. And that's all I said, and I'd see what it did. And it would be like, no, two minutes at most, but it was pretty okay. If I got specific and said, write a script um, to uh, quit addiction, uh, when a, a client that wanted to quit addiction with spiritual guidance and help. And one of the, the, uh, the app came back really informed and said, I can't write a script for you for that because only a licensed therapist or addiction counselor should be doing this. And then tells me all the things I can do. And it says, no, I'm not writing that script. Then I go in and I tell it uh, to do the same thing for uh, releasing and conquering unhealthy habits. Then I get the whole thing where I can change the words for any kind of substance abuse. But if I go in and tell it what I want and I say, I want a script for this. I want deepeners, I want compounded suggestions, I want fractionation, I, the whole bit, future pacing, merging, you get phenomenal stuff back. But it still has to, and I knew students would be asking about this. So I started playing with it and doing a lot of different scripts. And I was impressed. And I said, it will not take your place. And it's only a minute, or, there's no induction. It's like two sentences and induction just says, relax. So good, good luck with that. But if you take the ideas from that, like Bruce says, it's a springboard. It sets your own creativity free and you customize it to your own client's needs. It's pretty valuable. Oh, yeah. Uh, is Nova I, I did, Yeah, I did. Go ahead. No, is I, Nova I, I, I have a question. Yeah, Miss Janice. Yeah, is Nova for hypnotists? No, no, it's, just no AI. It's, it's AI, but it's really sophisticated. It just spills it out. I ask the question and you see the dots going like on text and it says, okay, I can do a script for that. And it reiterates your instructions and then it begins and it just spills it all out. I can copy it. So it's there on the app and then email it to myself. And then if I want to use that or keep it in like a little library of stuff where I can pull up ideas. I send it in an email, I copy paste it into a Word document, save it, and I've got that. So oh, it's, it's, it's fat, like chat GPT, I did one by, what, how did I do the prompt? Looking at current psychological research, give this, this, and this, and cite the research, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
damn, that would save me a lot of work. I don't have to go find the research. It's telling me what, you know, and it went, yeah. Hmm. Oh. Wow, Bruce did. Oh, Billy, Billy, no, that's Bruce. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I would appreciate that, Will. That would be a great class. Oh, yeah, there's one bringing awareness back. And that's chat G. I like chat GPT, too. You know, there's so many out there. I know. You know. Oh, this stuff is cool. Okay. I pay. I just threw one in. I threw it while we were talking. And, it's, and I threw it up there. What it wrote just from okay. a simple prompt. And if I would have, wow. if I take this, I would take some words out of this, throw it back in there and tell it to redo it, etc. I pay the $20 for the chat GPT plus which I got to tell you is like worth every penny. If they charge me a hundred dollars a month, I'd pay it. Cause what it's just it's my whole $20 a month. And then I use something else called AI PRM, which has all different kinds of prompts. It's another $9 a month. And there are all these different prompts in there, prompt writers. And it's just amazing that uh, the stuff it does. AI PRM? Uh, correct. Let me make sure I'll tell you in a second. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth it, especially just to write a post a day or an ad, like a, yeah. write a Facebook post oh, for, yeah. and then just. Yeah, that's uh, great. And then you just throw it up, you're done. You know? it's, yeah. The reason I brought up Nova is because I went to chat P GPT and asked it to do a hypnosis script. And it told me it could not do a hypnosis script for me because only a trained professional in hypnotherapy should do that. And I thought, well, good. <laughs> My clients are going to try to do it for themselves and it's going to say, no, you shouldn't. But I could get, a, I couldn't do, get all the scripts I want on Nova. Hmm. Interesting. Got to start looking at it for posting. Well, they had a, I saw something they had, a, I, I think they can at some point replace us because they had a priest, an AI priest uh, uh, talking to, um, you know, like uh, counseling somebody. So I think at some point, yeah. Maybe not tomorrow, <laughs> but soon. <laughs> well, after meeting lots and lots of therapists, that sometimes part of me goes, that may not be a bad idea in 50% of the people I've met that are calling themselves counselors. Well, I don't know about a priest or, a, you know, I don't know, whatever. Well, what do I know? Yeah. I, I want to, I have a book, I have book three to my dog book that I never finished because it was an issue with the publisher. You know, she had it too long and I took it back from her. But um, I'm it's it's uh, I think I want to finish it more quickly. So I'm thinking of running what I have through it. You know, I just don't know. Well, um, was it uh, one person what they do? They've told people uh, to write a quick book. Uh, if you're good at if you're not good at writing, but you're good at like talking and teaching a class, right? you teach the class. Right? Bruce knows this one. You teach the class. You get it transcribed. You take a paragraph at a time and put it through Nova Chat GPT and say, basically, clean, basically rewrite this, clean it up. And then it, it'll take a little bit of time as you take, let's say there's 30 pages of uh, transcript, but you run it through that and it'll give you a 
readable text. Wow. I think it's Chad GPT will go take this and turn into readable text. And yeah. then, it'll, you know, and it'll take out the ums and uhs that get you might get in a transcript. Yeah. You know. I, uh, I have it all finished. I just want to polish it, you know, so that's what I was thinking of doing. Well, you can put, you could put what you have chapter by chapter into mm -hmm. chat GPT, use 4.0. That's why you pay to pay the $20 and get the yeah. 4.0. Yeah. You can put it in, you can put it in chapter by chapter and ask it to first summarize, write a key takeaway, write bullet points, and then ask it to rewrite it. Oh. And it will give you bullet points, like a key takeaway summary, and then rewrite it. I've just done, I've just, in the process of doing this with certain articles I have up online wow. that I wrote. And before, before OpenAI, I would have to like research all these different topics. And I'd like yeah. take people's articles and I'd take little this, little that. So now I'm like taking and going, okay, write this a little bit better. And some of the stuff is just blowing me away. Wow. Yeah, that would be great. Because you mean, already have the articles. You already have, correct. you wrote it. All right. It's not like you're asking them to write it. But the, yeah. the capability of it is what you put in. It's like garbage in, garbage out, or different. Two days ago, I put in different fruits that I was craving. And then I put in my age, my cycling, what I do, et cetera. So it gave me a table of why I may have been craving these different fruits, recovery, muscle. And then I put into it, by the way, at night, after, hours after I've already been cycling, if my feet are up in bed, sometimes I get leg cramps where my leg turns to rock. Mm. Could this be, a, you know, a part of this? And it wrote a whole thing about recovery and electrolytes and hydration and different fruits and what it did. And I went, wow, that was it. It gave me gave me all the answers. Mm -hmm. Who needs doctors anymore? Well, there, yeah, oh, that, yeah. there is a project that uh, AI outperformed every doctor they tested. <laughs> there you go. Just on Not like fun. diagnosis. Some of the doctors were right, but it's like AI... Because it takes the data from tests, this the data gathered in a in, information gathering, and it spits out possible diagnosis, right? But the difference is it has an unlimited database. You know, the doctor only has whatever. It's fascinating stuff. Wow. And it has no human emotion or preconceived notions to use. Yeah. So it's it really completely detached from all it is is fact-based right but sometimes medicine is intuitive you know so but i think the ai just invented a new antibiotic yeah oh yeah well my luck you'd be typing in here's my here's my symptoms that that you know what do you suggest and it came back uh, uh get your affairs in order and call the coroner Oh, <laughs> that would be fun to hack in and get no, that. No, I don't think I want to do that. No, that would be bad suggestion. <laughs> but yeah, so it, yeah. It, is a, it is AI, and you have to remember that anytime you change an algorithm or you change uh, anything in that, Terrible. the whole diagnosis may change. So, um, 
you know, that's the important, especially when you're talking about health and everything uh, like that, you may find that uh, you do have to call the coroner and tell them to come pick you up because you'll be ready by the time they get there, you know, but um, it's anyway. I, yeah, it, it's. But it does have a big database. So, you know, anything you want to know, anything you want to do, it's there. So, uh, so do we, I guess. We have a big database too, right? Universal Mind. But I, I mean, I find it interesting. Like every morning in the morning when I wake up, I get a message of, you know, something that's important. It could be something about what, what I want to do with my hair or what I need for my body. And so every morning I pay attention to the message. You know, I was having some heart palpitations and I was, went to all the doctors. Everything was normal, thank God. But I woke up when they said, no, you need a little bit more salt. Mm. So I added a little more salt and they went away. So we have the database yeah. in our minds too, if we pay attention. Well, to and it. right now you met the big, the, the writer's strike for movie and television, Writers Guild, and the actor's strike, which is starting, I think this week or the end of the month, it's over AI. Yeah, I heard. Because they could, they could redo the Terminator with a young Arnold. They don't need him anymore. Wow. Right? And you sign in perpetuity when you do a movie that you release your likeness, your voice, that, that, oh. that, that. Oh, wow. Right? So that's part of the big fight behind the scenes. They want that taken out and rescinded for the old stuff. Wow. Right? Because they could take, you know, they could just digitally create you yeah. it's funny the directors didn't have the same problem because directing is a different skill yeah right you better all learn elect how to be plumbing so, and, and like you said about writing there's there's been some they posted some uh screenplays that ai wrote that are like you're reading it going this is really good you know like take a little bit of Die Hard. I forget what it, it was. An action movie. Take this. Take this. Take this. Here's that's cool. here's a here's a basic plot. Here's our lead actor. So went and found all things about the actor, mm. you know, and you know their strengths, their weaknesses, and then spit out a whole script. Yeah. You know. Uh, um. Hmm. That's interesting. Paul you know, McCartney announced this morning that he is releasing a, a final Beatles song using AI to extract John Lennon's voice and put it into a song that uh, had been started on a demo and never finished. Wow. Oh, yeah. And so that's going to be released. Yeah. yeah. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. So what do we, we all have to learn how to be plumbers and electricians. <laughs> and those kind of jobs, you can't do AI. That's right. Yeah. You can't do AI. I think all these poor college kids coming out are going to be for a rude awakening. Well, After $50,000 a year in education. Besides uh, plumbers and electricians, uh, I've noticed uh, physical therapists are still in uh, in demand, especially in my age group, which yeah. also includes Will and maybe a few others here. Yeah, I mean it. But, I, um, I, if I had oh, a yeah, kid well, today, I wouldn't do it. Well, yeah, it's like... Um, was it that one guy that retired? Billy was an admiral, um, a flight guy. And he's like, you know, we within a generation, we won't need pilots. Oh, my gosh. 
it'll all be done. I mean, you'll it'll be a drone, but you could fly that F whatever it'll be then the F forty two remotely. You know, from your bunker in uh, Nevada. <laughs> oh my God! Well, then you don't have to worry about caps. And he said the biggest thing would be if the plane gets shot down, you're not worried about re going to go get the pilot. You lost the aircraft. That's a bad thing, but you're not worried about getting the pilot. Yeah. You, you know what scares me? Those dogs, those AI mechanical dogs that have the guns and oh, they are real scary looking monsters. They oh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Let me stop. <laughs> Pause the recording.